Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, Outkick Podcast fans. Wednesday edition of the program off and running. Want to tell you guys, thanks for all the reviews that you've been rolling in with us. We're going to read five of them today during the radio program. So if you're just listening to the podcast, uh, we are going to read five of them. Danny G will give you instructions if we read yours. He went through, read them, picked five that he really liked. Uh, So we will be sending you an autographed copy of the book based on those uh based on those reviews keep them coming we're going to continue to read five star reviews go review the podcast if you enjoy the show write us a funny one an entertaining one danny g is reading them and he may well pick yours out we're rolling continuing to ridicule baseball for being unable to get things working we'll talk with jeff schwartz about the return of the nfl and chris mannix about the NBA finally having a plan to come back on July 31st. All that and more. It's the Outkick podcast, and it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Does it feel a bit like Groundhog Day when it comes to Major League Baseball where they keep sending proposals back and forth and both the players and the owners keep uh, keep saying that whichever proposal arrives from the other side is basically dead on arrival? Well, the Major League Baseball Players Association Uh, sent back a proposal to Major League Baseball yesterday that would have a season of 89 games and uh, it at least brings the two sides a little bit closer. Uh, But this is being shot down already by the owners who uh, on Monday proposed a 76-game season. 
So they're still apart on money and uh, and games, but we're talking about the difference between 76 and 89, which is at least in theory substantially closer to each other. Uh, I think maybe the most interesting part of this is that it would expand the playoffs to 16 teams, which would be roughly half of Major League Baseball teams advancing to the postseason and uh, would give us a lot longer postseason. Now, the thing that maybe stands out to m- the most to me about this entire process is, frankly, I-, I mean, the fact that every single day it feels like we get a little bit closer to crowds being back present all over the country for sporting events. So let me explain why, and then we'll circle back around to Major League Baseball. So on Monday, New York City opened back up on some w- in some way with 400,000 roughly people able to go back to their jobs in New York City. Uh, Yesterday, I believe it was, all of it runs together, the state of New Jersey announced that their lockdown was over. Uh, It's kind of an abrupt announcement. And uh, everything began to return to the pathway to normalcy in New Jersey. Why does that matter? Well, New York City and the state of New Jersey are two of the hardest hit areas from the coronavirus in the entire country. So their decisions to go back to normalcy there uh, continues a return to normalcy in general. And then NASCAR announced yesterday afternoon that they are going to have fans present, at least in small numbers, on Friday, sorry, uh, uh, this weekend in Florida, and then next weekend in the state of Alabama. So if we've got NASCAR returning to fans, even in a small way, in Florida this weekend and in Alabama next weekend, and then we've got New Jersey coming back as well as New York City, all of the trend lines are favorable all over the country to a return to normalcy. And as I tweeted out, and I try to continue to give you guys the most recent updates, Tuesday, for those of you who are data nerds that have been paying attention to the coronavirus since this outbreak started, Tuesday is usually the worst day. Uh, Tuesday is usually the day when the numbers are the worst, when the death rate is is the highest, and all of those aspects are under play. And when you actually look at the data... We had our best Tuesday since March only, and this is always interesting to follow too, we had 432,000 and change tests run and only 4.2% of all those tests were positive, meaning nearly 96% of all the people being tested for the coronavirus are coming back negative and also 18,195 positive cases Uh, which is one of the lowest numbers ever. Now, there also, if you want another positive uh, aspect from the world of sports, there also is increasingly, at least, fewer and fewer uh, cases that are being found over the past uh, several days. But this is significant. The average person gets sick in four to five days So right now, at least, we have not seen a spike or a surge in new cases as a result of the the protest surrounding the death of George Floyd. So we haven't seen if all these hundreds of thousands of people 
are able to come together in close proximity all over the country, and we haven't seen any spike at all in the daily infections, that would suggest, and again, we're still a little bit early in this. We'll have to watch the data basically for the rest of this week to see whether it remains the same and the dates uh, and the and the positive rates continue to say roughly the same or not change very much. That would suggest that outdoor events would be more likely to be allowed all over the country because, look, I understand that people want to distinguish in uh, in their own lives why this protest and breaking uh, all of the uh, social distancing rules is permissible because this issue is so important or not. The virus doesn't care. The virus is not discriminating in any way based on the proximity of humans and whether it's occurring protesting something or whether it's occurring while everyone sits together and watches a football game or a baseball game. So if you're able to have hundreds of thousands of people protesting, why can't you have less than 100,000 people at a sporting event, at a baseball game, or at a football game? I think that is a question that lots of people are going to ask if we don't see any spike in infections as a result of all of these protests. So again, the average incubation period for the coronavirus is four to five days in most people. And that would suggest that the peak of the protest, which happened, what, 10 days ago or whatever? I'm not an expert on exactly what day that most people were in the streets. But I think it's fair to say it was certainly more than four or five days ago. And the numbers continue to trend down now. So we will see whether there is any surge as a result of that those protests. But if there's not, it's even more evidence for why sporting events could occur with fans present. But in the meantime, Major League Baseball is engaged in the slowest process ever in terms of rec- returning to action. And I got to say, I don't think it's very likely at all. I think the ship has sailed on what should have been, at minimum, the return date, which was July 4th. I think there would have been a heck of a celebration across the country if Major League Baseball had been able to get back by July 4th. And now it seems like mid-July is the new target date for when Major League Baseball will eventually be able to work its way back into the rotation of American sports. And in the meantime, I I just feel like the players and the owners continue to bicker and go back and forth. And sometimes when it comes to negotiation, I wonder why we can't just get to the result instead of needing to go through all the different dance and rigmarole of going back and forth with a ton of different offers that both sides know are going to be rejected Why can't we just get to a legitimate negotiation at the beginning instead of continuing this process for whatever it feels like? I mean, it feels like we've been going back and forth in this process now for for months uh, with no real progress, and that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Does it feel like Groundhog Day to you, Danny G? Yeah, because this is exactly how we opened the show yesterday, but talking about a different proposal. I mean, I guess the the positive, yeah. 
I guess the positive is they're going back and forth faster with proposals now, and I know there's still a dollar figure difference. Yeah. But the most recent player proposal is 89 games, and I believe the most recent owner proposal is what, like 76? So we're at least working towards the point where there's only 13 games difference. Maybe they're going to go game to game. Maybe the owners are going to come back with 80, and then the players are going to come back with a you know 84. I, I, the whole thing is just ridiculous. They've already done a lot of damage, and there's going to be a couple of ridiculous-looking things come July. We're going to see NBA games that probably should have fans in the stands, um, you know, with your biodome solution, but two months late. Yep. And then college uh, mandatory workouts could be happening, and there could be no major league baseball on the field. At this point, it's just so frustrating. I mean, I told you this weeks ago, I'm sick of Major League Baseball doing this in front of all of us and dragging their their feet and being greedy when the rest of the country is suffering with no paychecks. What were the latest uh, stats for unemployment? So every Thursday, we get the latest unemployment numbers. And last Thursday, we hit 42 million unemployed. The, The most recent jobs data in a different report showed that people are starting to go back to work. And yeah. I think if you are if you want to be optimistic, the hope would be as the states end their lockdowns that tens of millions of people are still going to go back to work because their jobs are still going to exist. So we could have a fairly rapid, the hope would be, a fairly rapid return uh, to work for the majority of those people. But, you know, how many people have lost their jobs permanently? I, I'm, I'm afraid the answer is a substantial number. We should make the MLB owners and players read those stats to each other in a closed-door meeting. No doubt. Uh, here's a question that I have for you guys, and I'm actually going to open up phone lines about this too, 877-996-6369. Would you go to sporting events right now? So I understand that I am in the probably higher level of risk-taking than the average person who's out there. And what I mean by that is I got on an airplane already. I, uh, I hopped on an airplane, flew down to the beach uh, with my wife, Southwest flight, and I felt completely comfortable doing it. I went to an airport. People who listen to this show know that in the month of May, I went down to the beach in, uh, in Florida and spent the month of May down at the beach I was fine going out to restaurants. I was fine going. I mean, I took my kids to Dave and Buster's. I mean, I am returning to normalcy in the best way that I can while uh, while not being afraid of the virus and not doing, you know, crazy risks, I don't think. But looking at the data and saying, as a younger person who is relatively healthy at the age of 41 with three young kids who are also healthy, I'm very comfortable with my immediate family going into our normal returns. I'll give you an example. My five-year-old is going to gym class, uh, gymnastics. So uh, my wife has him in gymnastics. That's an indoor event. There's other little kids there. I'm 100% comfortable with my five-year-old going to gymnastics. My uh, kids right now, there are summer camps because my uh, so many people out there who are parents and have had their kids home since March are looking for anything they can do to get their kids out of the house and be able to be entertained. My kids are going to a uh, all-day summer camp right now from 9 to 3 at a venue here in Nashville. It's called Impact. It's fantastic. They do great work with them there. 
Uh, but they do gymnastics, they do uh, taekwondo, uh, they do a lot of different fun things all day for kids to be active and just get them out of the house, right? So I am fine with my kids going to other kids, going with other kids to events. Uh, I am fine with getting on an airplane if there were sporting events going on tomorrow. Uh, like let's say that there was an NFL game taking place, I'll, I'll say this weekend, or if there was a college football game or there's a Major League Baseball game, I would be 100% comfortable taking my kids and my wife to a sporting event. So my question for everybody out there is, in the OutKick universe, what are your thoughts on this? Would you? So I'll start with you, Danny G. Would you go to a sporting event this weekend, let's say the Dodgers, you're out in LA, let's say the Dodgers are playing, would you go take your girl potentially to a sporting event in LA? Would you go to a Dodgers game this weekend? Yeah, I would. As long as I had a mask and my hand sanitizer in my front pocket, I'd be good to go. So your game, Dub, what about you? Uh, You're a huge golf fan, for instance. Golf is returning, I believe, tomorrow uh, with the PGA coming back. Would you go to a PGA event? Would you go to an Auburn football game if it was taking place this weekend? Absolutely, 100%. And speaking of traveling, in a couple weeks here, I'm going to be getting on a plane myself and traveling for uh, one of my buddy's bachelor parties. So, Where are you guys going? We're going to Scottsdale, Arizona, play some golf and sit by the pool, relax. It's I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah, there's this weekend. I would 1,000% be going to an Auburn football game if Auburn was playing. And this no would be doubt. the first flight for you that you've been on since uh, the whole coronavirus mess started? That's correct, yep. First time uh, first time traveling really anywhere uh, since this whole thing began. How are you going to sanitize the strippers? <laughs> we haven't gotten that. I think we're going to take a big, big tub of Purell out with us wherever we go. Are strip clubs open in Arizona? Do we know? I'm going to, you know, I, I haven't done That's all my research That's a bachelor yet. party that research. You need drive to be on through. top of. They have drive throughs available. Drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. When are you? Yeah, they did have the drive through strip club. I saw that. When are you, uh, when are you going? This will be the last week of, Ju- last weekend of June. Okay. Last weekend of June. Uh, Eddie, would you go to a sporting event uh, at this point in time if it were going on this weekend? Uh, probably not, but I will say I do play in a recreational ice hockey league, and we've not had any games since March, since all this went down. And I did get an email from a teammate that we were going to have like a, a practice if we wanted to show up and just skate around at the uh, ice rink. And uh, I think I'm going to go on Sunday and, and take part in that. So. so that's a pretty big deal for L.A. coming back to normalcy that they're letting people back on the ice skating rink, right, to be able to go play sort of a rec league hockey. Yeah, they're not having the public skate, so to speak, right. where everyone can show up with their kids and their families, but for specific little groups that can come out and skate around, I guess they're doing that now. All right, what about you? Uh, what about you, Roberto? Would you go to a sporting event this weekend? Oh, yeah, Dodger Stadium, definitely. I, w- I want to take my, my daughter wherever she wants to go. She really wants – you know, she's got Universal Studios that we would take her, Chuck E. Cheese that we would take her, all, all those places right now. Dodger yeah. Stadium is one of them also. So, yes. And you know what I'm talking about. Like, if there are a lot of parents out there who have had their kids since March and uh, since school shut down in March and yeah. we're now coming up on, you know, fairly mid-June. My wife's at double duty right now, man. Since, oh, yeah. Since parents March. are. Yeah. I mean, you start talking about March to mid-June and kids not having a lot of things to do. Camps coming back online. The still uncertainty about exactly what the school schedule is going to look like this fall. My opinion is all kids all over the country need to be back in school because 
We now know there's enough data that kids are not in particular danger from the coronavirus, and also they're not super spreaders. So uh, question for everybody out there. I'm going to open up the phone lines. Would you go to a sporting event this weekend? It can be your favorite sport. If you're a hockey fan, uh, maybe a little bit different indoors or basketball fan indoors, but in particular, baseball and football would you go to a sport this weekend? 877-996-6369. I'm curious to your responses. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips 
tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be asking you a question to start off the morning would you go to a sporting event this weekend I think one of the big challenges that's going to be out there uh, for sports leagues is deciding how full their stadiums can be depending on what the rules are from their uh, local jurisdictions did get an interesting tweet I, I mentioned that I flew back on Memorial Day week, and I'm very comfortable with my decision to get on an airplane, uh, the head of the Nashville uh, airport uh, listening right now and just tweeted, uh, Doug Krulin, yes, my family and I would go to a sporting event this weekend. Yes, it's safe to fly. Stay home if you are sick. I I agree. I mean, I went through the airport. I felt completely normal. I mean, I honestly did. Uh, and was not worried at all. I think if you're young and healthy, as many of the people listening to this, either live or on the podcast are, then it makes sense to uh, to get back to normalcy. We have a lot of you who want to weigh in with that question uh, in the wake of NASCAR announcing yesterday that they will have crowds present in Florida at Homestead this weekend and then in Talladega at Alabama next weekend. Not big crowds, but they're putting, sort of dipping their toe back in the water, uh, having been uh, open for business now, NASCAR, for around a month. The PGA coming back, at least initially not with crowds, but it would seem to me golf would make a lot of sense to allow people to come back to golf uh, tournaments, but sooner rather than later, not with a full capacity, and maybe you don't want people standing four and five deep in tee boxes, Uh, But the way you can socially distance on a golf course, golf itself has stayed open. A lot of golf courses never closed. It seems to me that's a good sport outdoors walking around where it could make a lot of sense. For instance, any golf tournament in America is going to be less crowded than protests were over the last 10 to 14 days. So I don't understand why we couldn't get back to normalcy in terms of having crowds for golf tournaments. But let's go to your calls. Uh, I I think almost uniformly, people were ready on the show itself here to get back to normal and go to games. What about my callers? Uh, Dub, who's up first? Uh, We got Tommy in Florida. Tommy, what would you do? 
Man, once again, great show. So first of all, I would absolutely go to a game today. But I won't, like you, I'm not going to Major League Baseball. And probably unlike you, I will never go to an NBA basketball game ever. But we, you, you stole a little bit of the thunder here. These, the baseball players, we know that the baseball players are not afraid because they're arguing over money. That's and they're right. not arguing over the coronavirus. And then, like I said, you stole a little bit of the thunder. The, the protest, three weeks ago, they were, that you turn on the news, and they're saying these people who are protesting over just trying to go back to work, if you remember that, they were saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, the coronavirus, this is horrible. These people are going to kill people. And then a week later, they're protesting George Floyd, which was a tragedy, of course, as we all know. But no one said anything. Yeah. So their hypocrisy over the, pro- over the two different protests shows there's actually the fear is not real. So you've been right all along. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Look, I've just been saying straightforward. It doesn't. The virus doesn't discriminate based on why you are getting close to somebody else. Your motives can be as pure as possible, but the virus is not like, oh, these guys are attending a football game, so I'm going to spread a lot more aggressively because they didn't need to go to this football game versus, oh, these guys are attending a protest, so I'm not going to spread. No, no, the virus is going to spread if it's going to spread in outdoor settings based on proximity of people, not based on their motivations. And that's why I always say, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I supported the people all over Michigan or uh, protesting the stay-at-home orders because they knew that they needed to go back to work. I was in favor of people being able to protest that, just like I'm in favor of people being able to protest George Floyd. I'm not someone who says, oh, I support this, I don't support that. We need content-neutral rules. And content-neutral rules mean we're not trying to decide, oh, I'm a First Amendment believer when I support what people are protesting, which is how a lot of people are. All right, who's up next? Uh, We got Justin in North Carolina. Justin, would you go to sporting events this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I'd go today. But uh, I also am kind of biased in that opinion where nothing's changed for me. I've been, you know, it's been business as usual for me. I have been work every day, the whole nine uh without missing a beat what do you do for uh, a living i'm a crane operator okay so you're i'm assuming there's not that many people in the crane with you so you kind of have a job that naturally socially distances well yeah i would i guess you could say that but i'm I'm working on a lot of plants and stuff yeah you know they just haven't shut down so as a guy who hasn't ever shut down does it make you upset that major league baseball can't get this worked out considering you've been going to work and never stopped Ah, man. I just, there's other motives behind that. I mean, there might be good intentions, but it's all bad judgment on both sides. Just get something done and do it for the people. Do it for other reasons other than uh, one side versus the other where where baseball, as far as baseball is concerned. And you had mentioned NASCAR, and I wanted to say this. Uh, If you get a chance, I want you to look at Ace Speedway here in North Carolina. They just got shut down. And I, I, it's the only speedway shut down in North Carolina by the governor and, uh, like, the head of the all sheriffs. And I'd just like you to look into that, you know, on your own and hear what your opinions are on that some other time. Okay, thanks. Uh, a lot of times, I'm not familiar with that story. There's so many stories out there right now. Uh, a lot of people in my profession fire off with opinions without having done research. And I, in my profession, I'm expanding that broadly to media in general. 
I try when I come on to talk about a particular subject to be much better informed than the average person, and I'm just not familiar with what's going on in North Carolina Speedways. Uh, so sometimes I don't talk about issues because, like a lot of you, I'm just not that well-versed in them, and I don't want to uh, to misspeak. Who's up next? We got Pete in Texas. Pete, would you go? Clay, I just want to say you're doing awesome work, man. We love you down here in Houston. Uh, listen, I would definitely go. Uh, to a sporting event, I'd go to Minute Maid Park today. Um, if you can have 60,000 people assemble on one level in front of the Houston City Hall, then you can have 40,000 people at Minute Maid Park on four different levels. Uh, absolutely. And then, Kai, I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think the Astros are the only team that stole signs electronically? Uh, I'm, I'm tired of getting slammed and on message boards as an Astros fan. Us Astros fans, we've been taking it for the last three months. It's been horrible. Do you think we're the only team that's guilty of electronic sign stealing? No. Well, thanks for the call. Uh, and, I, and I love City of Houston. Great people down there. And I appreciate everybody in Texas who's listening. And honestly, in your state, they're talking about 50% fan uh, being able to attend already in June. No, I don't think the Astros are the only team that was uh, stealing signs electronically. I think baseball and all pro sports for that matter, everybody copies everybody else. And so if one team gets a competitive advantage, it's hard to keep it quiet. Everybody's trying to do their own version of the same thing. I will say this, the biggest beneficiary in all of sports from the shutdown and the coronavirus, the Houston Astros. Because when baseball comes back, Everybody's going to be so excited for baseball to be back and sports to be back in general. Before this, before this whole shutdown, back in March, remember, everybody was reading the riot act to the Houston Astros. We were talking about how many of their players would get thrown at. We were discussing uh, what the uh, fan response and opposing stadiums was going to be. And now I think that the answer is people are just going to be like over it because the coronavirus and the shutdown and everything else was so much more significant than what the Astros are accused of, that I think most people are going to be completely over it and just be glad for baseball to be back. Who's up next? We got David in Vermont. David, would you go? Hey, good morning, Clay. I just want to say that, man, I listen to your show every morning, and it's so great getting the facts instead of listening to all this other crap on the news. And yes, I am a... Being from Vermont, it's kind of crazy, but I'm a diehard Miami Hurricanes fan. If the Canes were playing this weekend, whether it be baseball, football, whatever, I'd be in Mark Light Stadium or I'd be in Hard Rock Stadium or Florida State, anywhere there was a game, I'd be. So wait, how did you end up a Miami Hurricane fan in Vermont? <laughs> That's a very long story. Watch uh, watch Pin Kings. <laughs> you ever see that show on Pin Kings on uh, – ESPN did a documentary. No, I don't. But I mean, are, like, is there a Miami Hurricane alumni fan base in Vermont? Uh, are you the only guy who's like diehard out there throwing up the U symbol uh, at, at during college football weekends? You got it, yes, sir. And uh, I go. I still go to at least three or four games a year. I I was uh, raised in Miami, ah, and, but I, got I moved you. to. Ver- I moved to Vermont uh, many years ago for work purposes. Yeah, well, thank so. you for the call, and uh, hopefully the U is going to be back because uh, the ACC needs the U back. Um, thanks for and, and and when you really break it down, right now Clemson is dominating in the ACC, like USC, and I'm going to talk about Reggie Bush later in the program because I think that's an intriguing story. But like USC used to dominate the Pac-12, Clemson 
there's no real rival. Florida State, Mike Norvell, we'll see how he does. Willie Taggart didn't work. The final years of Jimbo Fisher, the trajectory of the Florida State program was substantially down. And as you look at uh, as you look at the uh, at the ACC right now, there's really nobody close. Mac Brown has got UNC on the upswing. He's recruiting a lot better. They're probably a year away from being a decent competitor. I know they had a close game against Clemson last year, but the talent level is still substantial between the two. Uh, the difference is, and Miami is, uh, you know, really just kind of stagnating. Who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Rebel in San Antonio. Rebel, would you go? Mark Lay, how you doing, man? Excellent. All right, uh, I got four. I got four letters for everybody, and you know this: D. Uh, don't be a P. Yeah. D B A P. Yeah. Uh, you would go. And uh, we only ha- we only have uh, we only have one sports San Antonio now after uh, the Spurs uh, sold off our uh, our uh, hockey team to uh, Henderson, Nevada. We only got one team left now. That's uh, our Triple A team, the San Antonio Missions. And I'm missing my baseball. Yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, uniformly so far, everybody's saying they would go. Who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Catfish Jake here in Nashville. Catfish Jake, would you go? Uh, absolutely, man. My wife and I went to they, – they released some Nate Bargatze tickets to Zany's Saturday night, and I bought them as soon as I could. We went to a full house at Zany's to see a comedy yeah, show. So, so yeah, so tell, yeah, tell me about that. There. Here in Nashville, Nate Bargatze, we've had on the show, really good dude, funny comedian. He did a bunch of shows. Comedy clubs are open in Nashville. Did it feel completely normal inside of Zany's when you were there watching uh, watching the performance? Yeah, it did. The only thing that was uh, a little bit different was the servers were wearing masks, and there was about, I mean, the place was full, and there was only about six people that had masks on. So, I mean, it did was, they it was sell, a good Did they sell every table and every seat? Did it look normal, or did they, uh, had, did they have a lower capacity than normal? normal to me i mean it looks like the tables were a little bit more spaced out but it was full it looked normal to me awesome. and uh real real quick another another point that people are really kind of missing this year i'm the leukemia and lymphoma society man of the year and we had like four or five events and get together events like titans events and stuff to raise money for this this is killing charitable events and stuff like that too yeah people got to get back to doing stuff on the regular Thank Thanks, you man. for the call yeah and thanks for the work you're doing there i'm going to be by the way at nashville zanies this friday with Adam Carolla. So uh, if you're looking for something to do, Adam Carolla has a really popular podcast. And on Friday, I'll tweet out the link because we got Adam Carolla on the show right now, scheduled tomorrow. Uh, if you remember Adam Carolla from The Man Show, obviously a very talented comedian who has a wildly popular podcast. He's coming to Nashville on Friday and Saturday at the Comedy Club. Uh, Zany's here in town. And I'm his guest on Friday. And then The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, is his guest. Caitlin Bristow, I think is who it is. Caitlin Bristow, The Bachelorette, is his guest the next day. So I'll be sitting doing a live show with him of the podcast. And then he's doing stand-up after he tapes the podcast on both Friday and Saturday. And so Friday, right around 7, I believe it is, uh, 7 p.m. I will be uh, on with Adam Carolla and we'll have him on the show right now. It's scheduled uh, to have him on the show tomorrow. Just a FYI. Dub, who's up next? All right, we got Kevin in L.A. Kevin, would you go? Hey, what's going on, Clay? Uh, yes, I would go. You know, I think at a time like this, more than anything, we, more than anything in sports, we need uh, live sports. We, we need to talk to each other, you know, yep. different races, all kinds of people. We need to talk. And, um, 
you know, the whole thing with the anthem thing um, last week, I didn't get a chance to get in a conversation, you know, with Drew Brees. It wasn't about, you know, him saying he's, he would stand for the flag. It was the fact that the way he kind of said it, like, you know, to whoever was doing that was disrespecting it right away. He was taken away from the message what was going on. You know, I've donated money to Wounded Warriors. My uncle, R.P., you know, he served his country in Korea. Um, I always support the troops. Pat Tillman means so much to me what he gave to this country. And, um, you know, I would always stand for an anthem, but I would understand why people are protesting. And I would put my arm around Kaepernick because I, I understand the injustices that are going on. And, you know, you're not a rebel if you say Black Lives Matter. I support police officers. And, you know, um, Armand Arbery, you know, RP, what happened to him, George Floyd, you know, those guys who did that on video were cowards. But let's talk about the police officers, too, who are heroes. The, the, the officer in Santa Cruz who got killed and murdered while coming to respond to an active shooter. You know, there's a lot of cops that put it on the line and who are heroes. There was a, a lady in, in L.A. who died helping somebody across the street off duty. And there was another gentleman, cop, who died off duty, um, you know, got killed. So these cops, they sacrifice, they put it on the line for us, and we can't have unity without police officers. And, you know, we're getting these some of these practices thrown out, but we can't get what we want without police officers. So people need to know that. We need the police. We need them to come together with us with the message we're trying to do. So there's great police officers out there. I don't want these other guys to take away from the heroes that serve these communities every day. Yep, and, you're, you know, you're 100% right. I've got to go to break right here, uh, but it's great call. The police, the vast majority of them, do incredible work. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trick of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Let's get to your calls, finish off the, the run-through. Would you go to games? But first, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? NFL News, a spokesperson for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, says plans for the Hall of Fame game featuring the Cowboys and Steelers remain on track for Thursday, August the 6th. The Hall says they hope the NFL will use their game as a test case for regular season games this coming season. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Yeah, not a lot of talk about preseason football. We've talked a lot about the NFL returning in September, but that August 6th game is not very far away until football will officially be back in the NFL. Let's get to your calls. Dub, who's up next? Uh, we got Rob in Las Vegas. Rob, what you got for me? Hey, Clay. Would you go? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Matter of fact, um, me and my brother got season tickets for the Raiders, and I'm going to be really angry if uh, we don't get to go. Yeah. Well, by the way, glad <laughs> to see the casinos back open in Las Vegas. I'm going to try to make a trip out this summer uh, to continue to put my money where my mouth is and uh, and check out Vegas. How are things going there with the casinos back open? Oh, it's fantastic. I'm actually a dice dealer. We just started on Fremont Street last uh, Wednesday night. What have the and, crowds uh, been like? They've been a lot of fun. Like It was pretty funny because uh, once the doors opened, uh, the players just rushed in the door, and uh, the girls who were dealers started clapping for them. Yeah. So it was, uh, 
Pretty, pretty classy moment. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you're back to work. I'm glad people are back to uh, to being able to gamble in Vegas. Thanks for the call. Who's up next? Oh, we got Jason in Indiana. Jason, would you go? Uh, I would not. And the only reason I wouldn't is because my wife is immunocompromised. Yep. So I'm going to take the extra precautions and not bring that back to her. That being said, I don't think that means other people should not go. Um, there's a lot of money coming in from these. Uh, a lot of people depend on it mental health-wise. Uh, I think it's I think it's time. It's been time. Good deal. Uh, up next, it's his birthday today. He is 80 years old. Walking Willie, happy birthday. How is New Orleans? Oh, it's all right, Mr. Clay. Uh, our casinos open up uh, this Friday. Yep. And plus, and down in Miami, Homestead, that school that you keep talking about, that black school, that's one of the best schools around. They send more people to the NFL. As the pronounced is muck muck. University of Miami. What are you doing for your birthday, Willie? Well, I'm fishing. Me and my little grandson, we to go out in the backyard and go fishing because uh, it's getting ready to rain down here with the storm that's still going on. And you have to watch out for the snakes and stuff. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm sending you a present. I've got your address. I'm very happy for you to reach 80 years old. How old is your grandson? Oh, he's uh, seven. Oh, that's great. That's a great age. Well, that's a big-time fun day, my man. We're all wishing you a happy birthday across uh, the nation here. Thank you for calling the show, and uh, good luck. I hope the fish are biting. Right on. Thank you, sir, and God bless you. God bless you, too. That's Walkin' Willie, 80 years old today. He's been calling the show for a while down in the great city of New Orleans. All right, when we come back, Reggie Bush, disassociation with USC over, uh, and Fight Island is going to happen down in Abu Dhabi, This is a pretty crazy story. I'm going to hit both of those. Plus, we're going to be joined by Jeff Schwartz. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Interesting that uh, Eddie Garcia just gave us that update on the Hall of Fame game potentially still being on August 6th. I feel like many of us, and and I would put myself in this category as well, have been talking about September as the return, roughly, of college football in the NFL, and we've been overlooking the preseason. I find it hard to believe that the NFL is going to have crowds for preseason football, but they might because that's a part of the season ticket package. If you're out there and you're like me and you have season tickets to an NFL stadium, then you get 10 games every year. Two of them are preseason games. They're charged full price to you, and... I'm really intrigued to see what they do on August 6th because it's not very far away now. NFL teams, it's going to happen. I know we had the longest March ever and the longest April ever and May dragged on for a lot of people, but I feel out that we're into summer and things are starting to get back to some form of normalcy. Next month, guys, uh, in, at the end of July, guys are going to be showing back up to start to get in shape for training camp in NFL. Uh, teams and so from there I would imagine they're probably not going to allow crowds to be present at NFL training camp I practices I don't think that's been officially announced but what is the NFL going to do with preseason football August 6th is not that far away 
And that's going to be really fascinating to watch. Now, we just took a bunch of calls. If you're just waking up with us to start off your morning, we just took a bunch of calls uh, from across the nation about whether or not people would go to sporting events this weekend, not for a couple of months from now. And my audience, at least, is pretty gung-ho on returning to sports. I understand other people's audiences might not be as gung-ho on returning to sports, but I put up a poll over the weekend and 85% of you, I think 55,000 of you voted. You can always go find me, by the way, at Clay Travis on Twitter. 85% of you said you would go to sporting events right now. So my audience is pretty gung-ho about getting back to normal life uh, regardless of where you live across the country. I understand that my audience is not 100% representative of the American sports fan, uh, but I think there are a lot of people that are perfectly willing to go to stadiums to watch games right now, and the NFL is going to have an interesting decision to make as it pertains to the uh, the preseason come August 6th because that they always, if you remember, have that Hall of Fame game that's a week before everybody else goes back and that Thursday I feel like if that game is on television August 6th people are going to watch the heck out of that game because everybody's going to be so desperate to actually have sports in general back on the television I mean that's kind of interesting to think about because the NBA comes back right now on July 31st and a week later NFL preseason is officially underway and the NBA's never competed directly with football like this for the best games that they're going to do. All of their postseason is usually in the summer going head-to-head with baseball. That's going to be an intriguing battle to see how it goes down between the NBA and the NFL and college football. Major League Baseball continues to blow it. You heard the Eddie Garcia update. We talked a lot about baseball in the first hour of this program and, and how frustrating it is to me that they can't just sit down at a table instead of going back and forth what feels like for a month now. Uh, with different proposals and counterproposals and everything else. Uh, the new expected date now past July 4th, there was the hope that baseball was going to be able to be back and have a big star-spangled 4th of July to celebrate the return of team sports in America. Instead, it looks like baseball is going to blow it. They should have been playing in June right now. They should have certainly been playing in July. Seems like baseball at best is going to be back in mid-July now. And by the way, we can't come back on my television show until uh, until baseball is back either. So our date for when Lock It In is going to return, we're doing digital videos right now. But for those of you who watched our television show, we've been off since March because there's no sports to talk about in a large sense on a day-to-day basis anyway uh, that you can gamble on. So I think we'll be back in mid-July, but not until baseball comes back. And maybe if baseball keeps dillying and dallying and blowing this, not till the end of July. But that is a story worth following. Another story worth following. A lot of stuff in sports, it feels like, has been disappointing in terms of sports stories of late, for sure. This is one that I think everybody got right. Uh, There are reports that USC is going to end the disassociation with Reggie Bush, which is 100% the right call. Reggie Bush, if you are a younger person, you might not even know this, But Reggie Bush was one of the most electric players in the history of college football. Won the Heisman Trophy. They stripped the Heisman Trophy of him. All this improper benefits ridiculousness. Uh, I don't care about. And I think this is one sea change that has occurred 
in college sports in general. I think the vast majority of you right now agree with me. The idea that Reggie Bush would be banned from USC's campus and that he would lose his Heisman Trophy because his parents had a nicer house his final year playing for USC than they would have otherwise been able to afford is lunacy. All right? There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world of sports right now. This is one that we are getting right, is the idea that you can investigate the housing of a star player who's going to soon go pro and his family. This is just absurd on every level, that you would disassociate him from the program, not allow him to return. And by the way, he does a good job, Reggie Bush does. I know him just a little bit uh, through Matt Leinert, who obviously is his teammate at USC. Those guys do a great job on the Big Noon kickoff show. Uh, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert, Rob Stone, uh, and Urban Meyer, and who else am I forgetting there? Brady Quinn, I believe, is that entire crew. And they're doing some promos now to get you ready for the return of college football. Uh, But that is one that we are getting right after getting a lot wrong. The idea that Reggie Bush should be able to return to USC and the idea, frankly, that the whole pro- the whole uh, the whole process and 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 investigation surrounding quote unquote improper benefits is crazy. And I think the average fan out there increasingly is of the opinion that this is not worth policing. And so I, I think that is just a really good adjustment that should have never been a penalty that existed. Uh, by the way, also want to give props to the UFC. They are going to, I believe I'm correct in this, Abu Dhabi, and certainly I am not a geographic expert, uh, but the area of the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, this island that the UFC is going to be fighting at in July, lots of different really cool events that are taking place there. I'm not a UFC expert, but I think Dana White has been better at getting sports back than any executive in all of sports. He has returned a sense of normalcy to the world of sports, and I think he has been just absolutely fantastic in terms of finding a way, whether it's in Jacksonville, Florida, whether it is in Abu Dhabi, uh, with what looks like a very cool event that will be taking place there. Uh, and, And I think he deserves tremendous credit and praise for his ability to get everything back there. Uh, All right, so we're going to bring in Jeff Schwartz here in a moment, but I want to ask people quickly, I want to go around the horn here in the crew. We said that we would go to sporting events. That means sporting events that you care about. I have season tickets to preseason football. I usually don't go. Do you think that the NFL will have fans for preseason football games? Danny G. What a good question. I don't think so right now, no. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't know, and the, the answer may be yes, but I feel like the NFL is not going to want to risk something happening with a, uh, with a preseason football game and wants to go with fans present the first week in September. What do you think, Dub? Will there be crowds present for preseason football games? This is a tough question because, on one hand, it's two months away, so... We don't really know what the whole landscape is going to look like in two but months it is, as far as... But it is interesting. Sorry to cut you off, but we're, a lot of us, myself included, have been talking about, oh, the NFL's coming back in September. But I wrote about this at OutKick. And by the way, 
we have hired a lot of people at OutKick. If you want a sports website that you should bookmark and be checking, if you like this radio program, you will love a revamped OutKick.com. So wherever you are across the country, you should be adding that to your repertoire. The site traffic has blown up in a huge way with all of the hires that we've made. But I wrote about this on Friday because I hadn't really spent much time thinking about it. Everybody's focused on will there be college football? Will there be NFL crowds? All those questions. And so I hadn't really thought about, wait a minute, the Hall of Fame game is really early. August 6th is not that far away. Will they have crowds present for those events is a really good question. That's nine weeks away, Clay. I just did a quick little calendar search here on my phone. Nine weeks uh, pretty much from tomorrow will be the Hall of Fame game. So I, I think you're right, and I think and Danny G is correct. I don't think they will have fans at the preseason games. I think the risk out kind of outweighs the reward there, but I still think it's it's possible. They may go NASCAR route. And I got to give NASCAR credit for deciding, I think, in Homestead, they're going to have uh, military members. And it's a you know not normal crowd sort of situation. And then they're expanding it a little bit more in Talladega. And so uh, that is worth paying attention to. Maybe the NFL could do a version of that. Maybe they could, for instance, and I'm just tossing out an idea, at the Hall of Fame game, could the NFL bring in a lot of different first responders, people who have been working to uh, to help coronavirus patients in that area of Ohio. That seems like if they wanted to kind of set the precedent of, hey, we can have a crowd, but we're not going to sell traditional tickets. But remember, they would be obligated to return 20% of their television, of their uh, season ticket revenue if they decide not to have, uh, not to have fans present for preseason football. So that's a lot of money that they have in their pocket right now because all of you know out there, when you pay for season tickets, they go ahead and take all of your money pretty much for the season. Will they have crowds present for preseason? And if not, that's an immediate 20% less because even though a lot of people choose not to go, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really go to preseason football games. I, I, I you know, kind of keep it on television to watch the first quarter to make sure somebody's not injured. But I pay for the preseason football games because I like the regular season football games enough. But I would expect a refund on my season tickets if they're not going to actually play them. What do you think, uh, uh, Eddie Garcia? Do you think there'll be any crowds present for that August 6th game? Well, they did say in the story that they hope that the NFL uses them as kind of a test uh, to see how it goes. So I, I, I think they might have some fans, not many, but a few fans in attendance just to kind of work out the logistics of it and use the preseason for that. I, I'm also a, a season ticket holder by marriage for the Chargers, and I never go to the preseason games. But this would be actually be the one year I was going to go. Because the stadium's just, Yeah, just up. to go walk around and check out the That's stadium, right. although I don't know if they'd let me even do that if they did allow fans in uh, at this point for the preseason. So we'll see. Yeah, for those of you out there that haven't you know, been paying a lot of attention to it, in theory, SoFi Stadium is going to open for crowds this fall, and they've been working on it a lot in the Inglewood area of Los Angeles. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, initially the first event was supposed to be a Taylor Swift concert. Am I right about that? Uh, you are, and we we actually bought tickets for our nephew who loves Taylor Swift. She's fantastic. Uh, and they, uh, yeah, they have... Uh, they canceled that, They did right? cancel it, yes. So the first time that you might be able to enter SoFi Stadium could be for an NFL preseason game if they were going to allow fans. Yeah, I think that's right. There was uh, also a Kenny Chesney concert, right, Eddie? I think that was the next thing on the calendar. 
I don't know about that. Okay, we'll look I, that up. Uh, I, I know that for music performers, this has been, you know, we talk a lot about a variety of different uh, professions that have been impacted in a substantial way by the coronavirus. We talk, look, Taylor Swift or whoever the, the entertainer is, is so wealthy, they're always going to be fine. But the number of people who work behind the scenes on getting a concert set up and have lost their jobs in the music industry is pretty massive. And uh, there hasn't been very much focus on them. And it's similar, though, in the world of sports where people focus on, oh, that athlete's not playing. Most athletes have enough money. They're going to be fine. But the guy who sells parking, the guy who walks around and sells peanuts or beer or whatever it is, those are the people that most need sports to be back up and running because the money that they make at a sporting event is a substantial portion often of their income. And so, yeah, look, the LeBron Jameses of the world and the Taylor Swifts of the world, they're not going to be harmed by sports not existing for a while because they've been banking money for so long. But so many people who are behind the scenes associated with, uh, with sports from the guy who shows you to your seat to the person who takes money for parking in, at, at a venue, man, I mean, a lot of those people are hurting in a big way. Yeah, and by the way, Kenny Chesney was scheduled for August 1st. That also postponed. What's the first uh, preseason game right now for the Rams or the Chargers? What would be the first game that, in theory, in Los Angeles, you would be able to enter SoFi Stadium for? Saints and the uh, – what is it? Saints and the Rams? Taking a look right now. Saints and Rams. Yeah, Saints and Rams. Saints and Rams. August 15th. August 15th. So – that's an interesting one. Like, uh, so for the L.A. crew, Roberto, you just gave us that date. Do you think that you'll be able to go and check out SoFi Stadium as a fan, or do you think those will be shut to uh, to fans? I think there's there's going to be fans allowed. Not that many people do go to the uh, NFL preseason games, so I think there's going to be a number that the NFL is going to set and they're going to allow. Yeah, I mean, there might be a lot more that would go in than normal just to go see that stadium. Uh, and that, But anyway, the point here is – August 6th is not that far away. As Dub just said, nine weeks away. And when you talk about the NBA playing in a bubble and Major League Baseball hopefully sooner or later being able to work their way back to normalcy, what would it look like? We got Jeff Schwartz up next, former NFL offensive lineman. What does he think the NFL is going to do about the preseason? Will there be crowds present? Uh, What does he think about the latest controversy surrounding Drew Brees and the way that that blew up last week? What are we headed towards in the NFL? This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Jeff Schwartz joins us now. Schwartz, man, I saw your swimming pool picture that you put out on uh, social media, or I guess it was a video uh, last uh, last night. That pool looks pretty big time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, it's large. We didn't, I guess, realize how big it was going to be until it was obviously made and, and dug out. But it fits the backyard well, so it's nice. We're, look, we're going to have a party pool. My wife enjoys a good time, um, and it's gonna, we have the bar stools in it. It's a shallow. 
on, on either side. So it's kind of like a sports pool. So you can put like a volleyball net in there or basketball net. We have two tanning ledges with like umbrellas and chairs. All of a sudden, the biggest racket going on right now is pool furniture. Have you ever, ever looked at the price of like, you know, the chair that you sit on at a resort yeah. you know, by the pool? Yeah. Do you know how much those things cost? No earthly idea. They're at minimum for anything nice, $500. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I would, that's a lot and more so, than I would have thought. It's, it's ridiculous. And so um, we're, we're going to, yeah, it's, it was a, it's a long project, but I'm glad we got at least the water and there's still some stuff to finish up. But we're going to have a good time with it. We, we're building a little bar area and stuff uh, right now. So uh, we'll have fun with them. Glad we got it done. The kids love it, of course. Yeah, there are always things when you add that cost way more than you think they should. So, for instance, I, when you buy a home, window treatments – are insane i think we've talked about this before like i understand what the house costs condo whatever else and like you you budget out for that and then there are things that you end up having to buy that you just resent for the rest of your life i didn't know pool uh you know like uh chairs and everything else around it i didn't even think about what that would cost because you're like i don't know i mean i know that a pool's not cheap so whatever you spend on the pool what's a pool cost by the way ballpark like your pool's really nice but is that like a sixty thousand dollar purchase like what what's a pool pool, cost roughly so the pool itself i just like to do the pool because you kind of have two different prices right pool price then like landscaping price yeah um so the pool is probably like ninety thousand dollars okay so i mean that's pretty expensive but at least you know it's a giant pool though yeah and also that's like okay as you know a a nice SUV now is what, like sixty grand, seventy grand. So you know, basically, if you're buying, if you're putting a pool in, it's around the yeah, you know, at least ballpark for what a really yeah. nice car would cost, right? Okay, so you can at yeah. least understand that. But then all the accoutrements, like the landscaping, and like you're talking about all the different pool uh, aspects there, that adds a bunch to it too. And that's like for the house. You might be like, okay, I can afford to spend, you know, let's say $300,000 for this house. And you're like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then you're like, wait a minute, we spent 300000 for the house, but now we got to furnish it. And you're like, okay, I kind of maybe thought about that. But the one that always gets me is the, uh, is the idea of having to go with the window treatments. It's just different level, drives me insane. Window treatment is like the drapes, right? And the curtains, yes. like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that cost infinitely yeah. more, or the plantation shutters, or whatever you call it. That cost oh, infinitely more, infinitely more than you ever believed was possible. Uh, and then blackout curtains are just ridiculously expensive. Like for some, like for some reason, it just. And my wife, everything we basically do is, uh, it, it, we kind of stop the custom made stuff to not play anymore. But like everything at a certain price, and it's. I'll tell you the most ridiculous thing on, on the pool so far for pricing. So we have those four little fixtures in the back on the wall that like return the water, right? Kind of like like water features. Yeah. Four of them. Four of them cost two grand. Yeah. I did not know that. Like I didn't even realize like that's how much they cost. Like they're just copper. Like I felt them. They're like and I was like, what? How are these? How can these things that are a foot long cost that much money? Like that's just ridiculous to me. And, and you're right about the house though. You buy a house and all of a sudden. It's all these additional costs. It's just wild. But that's part of, you know, ownership of house or now with the pool, which I, I look, I get it. There's no return on investment. I, I, yeah. I, people think that you put in pools and increases the value of your house. It does not. And I'm fine with that. It's for us. And we built this house. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Uh, by the way, things haven't gone wrong yet. The amount of money you'll end up spending to heat the pool and for something to break on the pool and everything else. <laughs> but in the meantime, enjoy it. All right. So speaking of enjoy it. 
everybody's talking about the NFL coming back in June and that for the regular season does make some sense. But I wrote about this on Friday and we were talking about it with part of Eddie Garcia's update. The NFL first preseason game is August 6th. What do you think the NFL is going to do about preseason football? Because that's just nine weeks away. Yeah, I think they're going to try to make all of it work. And the way I look at some of the protocols that were put into place the other day, at least the you know, the, the um, um, potential protocols, because the PA, I don't think it's agreed to all of it quite yet, at least according to their president on Twitter, um, is I think it's easier to put in a bunch of physical distancing guidelines now, and then as the data changes, we, you know, we've seen now you know, new reports come out the last couple of days that have kind of changed the way we might look at, at asymptomatic carriers, things like that. It's things if things change, you can, you can peel away some of the layers, right? Okay, we're not going to do the physical distancing in the meeting rooms now. We're not going to do it in the locker rooms. It's, it's easier to do that than, than go the opposite direction and be like, okay, we have one week till camp, make all the changes that we have to make now. So I think that that's the way the NFL its approaches. And I think they want to play as many games as they can. The Hall of Fame game is August 6th. The Hall of Fame, I believe I saw today, Schefter tweet out, is open again um, in Ohio. And so I think they're trying to try to play as much as they can. They might not have many fans there, maybe they limit it in that direction, but um, we, we've seen so much change each week. Every day, more states are allowing uh, fans in the stands, more states are opening up. I, mean, I just think the things change so fast, it's really hard to predict how it will be, and I do think that they're going to play as many preseason games as they can. Maybe the Hall of Fame game gets canned because you know the, they don't really have the protocols in place to play that game, but I really don't think much else is going to be stopped right now. How do you think NFL training camp is going to look? So you've been to a lot of NFL training camps before. How will it be different this year? Because, again, we're not that far from teams starting to report back to the facility, and they haven't been there for a long time. But you're talking about 90-some-odd guys you know, uh, that, that are on the training camp roster. We know that they're not going to be able to travel and scrimmage against each other. Cuts have to be made. Do you think the games – so? You think the preseason will exist completely normally is your prediction right now. Let me start with that. So you're saying like, hey, you know, guys like me who have NFL preseason tickets will be able to use those tickets, the season tickets, to go watch a preseason football game just like normal would be your prediction. I I think so. Um, There are a lot of logistical problems with holding training camp in your facility if you're not ready for it. So I played on three teams actually that – still go away to training camp. Uh, the Panthers go to Wofford College. Uh, the Vikings go to Mankato State. And then the, um, the Chiefs go to, go to uh, Missouri Western, St. Joe's, uh, about an hour and a half north of, uh, of the city. And so, you know, those facilities are set up for what you would want because they're college facilities and college locker rooms are huge because colleges have 100 players year-round right. in their facility. The NFL locker room – is for 60 guys, right? It's for it's more like 65, 70, right? So you have your 53 active guys. I think now you have 10 practice squad guys. And, of course, there's guys that are hurt. So maybe it's set up for 75 walkers, all right? Well, they need 90 now for training camp. And that doesn't include, by the way, guys that go on IR and they bring someone else in. So let's say you need 100 lockers. So there are, there are teams that bring in lockers, like temporary lockers, to just make it work for training camp. But they don't want them there, I think, for the regular season. They're not big locker rooms, guys. I think mean, you'd be surprised to find the Chiefs, for example, just won the Super Bowl. They just have a simple locker room. Like yeah. They have wood lockers. They have benches. Like It's not like anything that you'd be like, wow, this is where the world champions are at. No, the facility is nice. I mean, it's an NFL facility. But NFL, they're not set up for that way. I mean, they're not set up to like have 
you know, meeting rooms and, and everyone's six feet apart. They're tiny meeting rooms. There's only three quarterbacks. How big of a room do you need for the quarterback room? So the idea that there's just going to be all this room to, to do these meetings and, and make sure that everyone is, is safe and social distancing. I mean, just also just the amount of people for training camp. You just have more people. You have interns. You, you know, you have interns in the equipment room. You have interns in the training room. You have interns. You have intern coaches. Like, it's, training camp is a huge ordeal. And to do it at home now, if you're not used to doing that, a lot of people just don't have the space, the physical space, to house all these people. So it's, I'm really curious. And, you know, don't make it work, obviously. But when you add in the social distancing guidelines, it makes it a lot tougher. If you, everyone's allowed to be crammed into the locker room, yeah, that, that works out fine. But if you just stay six feet apart from each other, I, I don't know how it works. I, I could say, hey, you know, maybe turn your indoor into some sort of physical distancing locker room, but then you have to use your indoor to practice when the weather's bad sometimes. So it's like one of those things where I don't know how you accomplish all this. Maybe you, you, you set up some tents. I, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. So uh, while the guidelines make sense from just you know safety precaution, practical, I, I don't know how they, they apply. And and for your point, for people who may not realize, you have to be located for training camp now at your facility as opposed yeah. to going remote. And they're not going to allow some of these intra-squad meetups, which sometimes happen, you know, to kind of kill the monotony of training camp where you get to go against somebody other than your opponent, you know, your own team, your opposing side of the ball. Uh, that's not going to be allowed either, which arguably, you could speak to this better than me, Shorts, but would mean that uh, that – arguably preseason football games are going to matter more in terms of evaluation than they might ordinarily because you're not going to have the preseason camps and you're not going to have the uh, the ability to bring in other guys and have them go against your guys. Yeah, so the, the joint practices are what you're talking about. And those, those happen, you know, so let's say the Panthers visit the Titans for the preseason. You know, they go four days early and then you practice against each other for two days, and then you have the day off before the game, and then you play the game. So um, a lot of people have used that, especially like the Patriots. They love doing it because it yep. gives them an opportunity to evaluate their players against someone else. So, so I've always been of the opinion that you know, the roster is 53 guys. It might, it might go to 55 in the new CBA. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but uh, let's say it's 53 still. I mean, I'm fairly certain that 47 of those spots are already spoken for before camp even begins, based off of salary, based off of draft pick, whatever it is. They're pretty much set. So you're just looking to find, you know, six guys out of probably 10 or 12 of a pool of guys that you think are going to make the team. So competition is not, I think, as um, as as fever pitch as we think it is. I think it's kind of like this myth of competition, and it sounds great, but there really is not a lot of it. Um, so, yes, anytime that you can't evaluate those kind of 12 guys against, quote, unquote, live reps against a, 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 a different team, especially during special teams periods, it will hurt the evaluation. But maybe guys will end up having to play a little bit more in the preseason. Now, we know that, that next year, I think the preseason schedule changes to three games instead of four. Uh, but, yeah, so maybe we'll see that as, as well. Also, one thing this is a very technical thing to consider for training camp this year is that because there was no offseason program, the, the veterans are going to get more reps in training camp this year to get them ready to play. Because the end goal, obviously, is to get ready to play season. And I think we're going to see it really tough this year for under, you know, undrafted free agent guys and lower round drafters to really make the team because there's no, they're not going to get a lot of reps this camp. And I think we're going to see a lot of teams either 
Pluck those guys, and then I think there's a lot of street for agents right now that might be signed veteran guys that teams can just count on. They know what they're doing. We'll have them on our team this year because we can't trust the young guys yet. Uh, what's going to happen? Are we going back in time to the 2016 and 2017 NFL season when ratings dropped by 20% because of the intersection of the politics and election season and everything else? Or do you think this story around Drew Brees and uh, and the NFL and social justice and everything else will fade between now and the season? Well, unless another um, tragedy unfolds or there's another issue uh, to, to deal with, um, it probably fades a little bit. I do think players will kneel. But remember this. It's that networks also decided when 2018, we're not, not going to show it anymore. Players knelt last year. Eric Reed did, Kenny Stills. Players were still kneeling last year. Players were kneeling in 2018. wasn't as many, but the, 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 the TV networks just stopped showing it, and they stopped paying so much attention to it. Now, this year, I would imagine early in the season, there'll be some attention paid to it, but they're, they're, they're still doing it. The players have been doing it. It's kind of funny to see people say, like, I'm not watching again because they're kneeling. Well, you've been watching while they've been kneeling anyway. You just didn't know it. And so I do think that TV networks will decide possibly to not show it as much because they get hurt too if, if people don't watch their their uh, their TV. So there's ways around making a focal point of of your telecast. But I think the NFL follows the money. And I think the NFL is seeing, at least right now, that aligning with the players and allowing them to protest and take a knee is, is the right call now. They might change their mind in September. They might, you know, when August comes, they might come out with a new guideline. Who knows? But I think right now that's what they're doing. And I don't know if we're going to see a 20% drop if they do show it. I, I really, I'm, I'm kind of curious about it because it feels like, and social media, of course, is not really accurate of the world per se. Um, but I do think it feels like there's a shift maybe. Um, I'm curious to see. But I think the NFL is always looks at the money. And I really think that they think like this is the right side to be on right now. Because like they would, if they thought they were going to lose a money play again, a lot, a lot of money again, I don't think it all makes that video. I really don't. So it's an interesting question. Let me ask you this. Does Roger Goodell endorsing protest make them infinitely less cool? And what I mean by uh, that is, no. no, no, just think about this. Usually the people who are rebels and want to protest, one of the reasons why they do it is because the quote unquote man doesn't approve. And the analogy I used was like, think about hippies back in the day in the 1960s uh, opposed to Vietnam War. They grew out their hair really long. The peace sign turned into a big deal. Uh, and then kind of the, the, the protest ends up not being that controversial. And long hair is like not really a story anymore. Sorority girls everywhere like posing in photos throw up the peace sign and it doesn't really mean very much. When Roger Goodell is is kneeling, like let's say he's doing it, and he throws up the black power hand signal, are people going to be like, oh, this is badass? Or are they going to be like, this is like grandma joining Facebook. I got to go somewhere new. I mean, it appears the, the NFL players uh, very much you know, wanted approval of the NFL to do this. I understand. Uh, least, but but at, when you get them. that approval, it's like, you know, the, I always say, no, if, you have a, if you have a teenager – and you genuinely don't like the person that they're dating, sometimes the worst thing you can do is let that teenager know that you hate their boyfriend or girlfriend because it makes them want to rebel and do it more. I wonder on some level whether Roger Goodell, who represents the corporate mainstream as much as anything, 
like whether his endorsement actually ends up being like a sign that the protest isn't as necessary because if the man is endorsing it, it's like, man, we got to go to Snapchat. It's like when grandma got on Facebook, <laughs> you're like, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm going to Snapchat. I'm going to Instagram. I'm going to, uh, uh, to TikTok or whatever the hell it is. I can't even keep up with all this stuff. Is that possible with the NFL? I mean, it's certainly possible. I don't know if that's what Goodell was thinking when he put the Oh, no, I don't together. think I he's think... thinking it. Just like yeah, grandma's I, I think, not thinking yeah. I'm going to drive my kids yeah. off Facebook by signing up for it. But, you know, when old people start to like something, usually young people are like, right. yeah, I'm not into this anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't think about that. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, I just think time will be what – you know, might calm this down. I know Adrian Peterson is one of the players who said, I'm going to kneel no matter what. You know, I don't really care about, you know, between now and the season. And, and that's definitely, I believe him. Um, but I think it's more time. I don't think Goodell saying that is really going to do very much to dissuade players from from uh, taking a knee who want to take a knee. I just think that uh, obviously the support is what they were looking for from the NFL. Now, I don't know what what more support, you know, there's a question obviously like, you know, what should the NFL do now, like, what's the next thing to do? And you know, everyone has said sign Colin Kaepernick. I, it kind of feels like insulting just to sign him to sign him. I mean, I don't think he really wants it anyway. He doesn't want to be signed just to, just to sign him. And there also is liability. I mean, there's clearly a reason why, you know, Goodell didn't mention his name because he could sue him again, I believe, um, uh, if he admitted that. Can you he come was back, by the and, way? We've got to yeah. close out the hour. Let me go ahead and go, hit the break. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we have Jeff Schwartz back. We were talking about the uh, the NFL protest situation and what the impact might be. Uh, Schwartz, what do you think, by the way, about baseball not being able to get back? You, you've been a part of a players' union, but at some point, this is just such a bad look for both sides. Nobody's winning. Well, nobody is winning, but you know, it was going to be a labor dispute, anyways. I mean, it felt like that was coming to the direction of of uh of baseball at some point this might be the time to actually have it so here's my take as, as a player obviously and i understand you know ownership i understand you know what and i'm, I'm probably more even like pro owner for an ex-player than most players are but here's the deal from the way i look at it, is that the last five seven years baseball profits have ro- have risen at a historical rate and the owners have have paid the players less money as they're making more profits right salaries have actually gone down overall in baseball over the last five years. And so now when times are bad, the owners are like, hey, players, we, we need you to take on more of the burden than we're taking on. We want to pay you 35% of your salary when the players have said, just pay us for the games we're playing. Just, 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 just do that. And so I understand the players saying, like, look, when times are bad, we take the brunt of it, but when times are good, you're not returning the favor to us. That, that, that's a system that really doesn't make sense to us as players. And that's, I think, what the, the problem is right now. The players would play in a heartbeat. If you just said, okay, we're playing 81 games, 
We're paying you half your salary. They would do it in a heartbeat. Um, but they don't trust ownership with the numbers that they've put forth with how much they're going to lose um, you know, each game if they don't play. And it just feels like the owners keep railroading what, they, what the season is going to be because they keep offering different numbers for season length, but they keep putting out the same amount of money that they're going to make, you know, pay, you know, pay the player. So it just feels like both sides want to not play and have a new CBA pretty soon. And I, I mean, rumors are baseball players were going to strike anyways pretty soon. So I, I don't, I'm not very hopeful the season is going to happen right now. Um, they had a, a great opportunity to own July. I mean, if they were back July 4th, man, yep. I mean, you'd be sitting down to like, I'd be in the pool July 4th. I'd watch every baseball game. I'd bet on all 16 games. I mean, I would have 15 games a day. I would bet on everything, but they just, they're screwing around, man, and they're not getting it done. And I don't think they realize from both sides, again, I'm more pro player on this. I don't think they realize how much they're going to lose popularity in our country. You know, football continues to rise in popularity and they're going to have a great season that, you know, the NBA, it's going to take forever to get back, but they seem like they're going to be back eventually, and people will be excited to watch the NBA. I just baseball's going to be left behind again. What do you think your wife would say if you told her, like the NBA players, "Hey, we're going to Disney World. You can stay with me in the hotel. You can bring the kids, but they can't go to Disney World." Uh, <laughs> that would that would be. Nice. I just tell them to stay off campus and go to Disney World. I, I saw some of the stuff where you know players either. I mean, that's crazy, to, right? You're going to be at Disney World for months, and yeah. the players can have their families with them, but the families are not allowed to go to Disney World. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting how they're doing this because you know it's going to be now you know July 31st. Like, I just think it's hard to separate your family from the player. I mean, it, yeah, it's just difficult to do it seems like to me what i've been saying jeff is that the nba is implementing a plan that might have made sense in april in august and it feels like a failure fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live i hope all of you are having a good start to your wednesdays I got to be careful every day when we do the what day are we, you know, start off the top of the hour because there's such a Groundhog Day quality to the last several months. You know, it's not like we've got usual kind of markers of what day of the week it is. I don't think I've gotten it wrong too many times, but in the back of my head, I'm like, wait a minute. I, I panicked there for a minute. I'm like, what day is it? Uh, and I hope all of you are having a good Wednesday. Uh, it does feel like Groundhog Day because Major League Baseball continues to go back and forth the latest proposal from the players 89 games the latest proposal from the owners 76 games I was hopeful that we were going to have Major League Baseball back by July 4th because as you just heard Jeff Schwartz saying it would have been a great stars and stripes laden July 4th I think many parts of this country are going to be back to normal by July 4th Uh, And I think there will be a great desire for celebration, for just good news, for good times on July 4th. Uh, We saw it a little bit with Memorial Day with people coming back out into circulation and returning to normalcy. Uh, The state of New Jersey announcing that its lockdown is over. Uh, You certainly have the the, the New York City people going back to work. Uh, NASCAR came out yesterday and announced there are going to be fans present in Homestead, Florida uh, this weekend and also in Alabama next weekend. Uh, Continuing good news coming in general from the coronavirus numbers 
which have not skyrocketed, at least not so far, from the protest. And if you are able to look at the data from the protest and say, okay, wow, we had hundreds of thousands of people in close proximity to one another in those protests, and we didn't see a massive spike in overall infection rates for the coronavirus. If that occurs, then why couldn't we also have people able to go to sporting events this uh, summer and fall? And, uh, and whether it's Major League Baseball or whether it's the NFL or college football, if you're outdoors in close proximity to people, the virus is not going to notice the difference between whether somebody's there to protest something that is unjust in society or whether they're there to root against or root for a particular football team. And so whatever precedent comes out of these uh, protests in terms of viral infection rates, I think it goes a long way towards giving us some clue how outdoor stadiums might be able to do with big crowds as well. And remember, based on all the data that's out there, the average, now it can take longer than this, but the average amount of time from somebody being exposed to the coronavirus to them being able to test positive, the incubation period, as it were, is four to five days. So if you're thinking about four to five days, that means we're basically back today for the average person being tested who would have been protesting on Saturday or Sunday. So look, everybody out there across the country, as you listen to me, go get yourself tested if you're nervous. Certainly, if you were active socially in big crowds, there's no harm in going to get yourself tested to see whether you may be asymptomatic or not. The WHO, the World Health Organization, has put out conflicting data about exactly how transmissible uh, and uh, infectious someone is when they are asymptomatic. Uh, They said earlier this week it was very rare. Now they say it can happen sometimes. It's just a mess in terms of the data, even months after we should have better data than we do. But the positive is the overall infection rate in the country continues to decline. Yesterday, we had one of the lowest rates of positive tests that we have ever seen in this country, 4.2%. Tuesdays tend to be a big day for data, a data drop, because uh, a lot of people don't get all the numbers in from Saturday and Sunday, and so they get back to work, and Tuesday tends to be the biggest spikes of the week, and we had the lowest Tuesday spike since March, which suggests, fingers crossed, that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the trend lines may continue to get better, and if that's the case, again, uh, I would like to think we can continue to move more and more towards the idea of not just having sports, but having sports with crowds present. So that is where we are headed. Want to give props to NASCAR for bringing back sports. Also uh, want to give props to uh, college football for getting something right around Reggie Bush, his disassociation uh, from the University of Southern California coming to a close according to reports. That is a good trend line as well. All of that is moving in a very positive direction as uh, as all of that is uh, is continuing. All right, so that is uh, the data points there. Now, we have had, for OutKick, massive growth in this show. There are probably a lot of you out there listening to me right now who weren't listening to me back in March. You may not have even heard of me or this show 
we have seen skyrocketing growth in terms of this show and all of OutKick properties in general since March because I believe there's a huge demand out there for reasonableness in an unreasonable time and for facts in an emotional, factless environment which we often find ourselves in in media. And I know this because I saw that I've seen the data, but our audience has skyrocketed. Why has it skyrocketed? I think because a lot of you respect the fact that while you may not agree with me, you trust me. And that means a lot to me. Uh, I don't expect for all of us to agree on this show. There's tons of millions of people now every single week and every single month who consume OutKick content, whether it's reading our website, whether it's watching our videos. Uh, whether it is listening to this program, downloading the podcast. I mean, millions every month are now a part of our audience. And so I don't expect all of you to agree with me on every single issue. It would be a really boring world if you agreed with my opinion on everything. And frankly, it would also be a sign that you're not thinking very deeply if you agree with me on everything. But I do think this audience out there trusts me. And I believe that you know that I'm being as honest as I possibly can with you every single day about the way I'm living my life in this coronavirus era and about just sharing facts with you. As I've been saying on this program for several weeks now, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone is not entitled to their own facts. And so I'm going to get the facts right on this show. And you can agree or disagree with my opinions, but they're going to be rooted in factual accuracy. So a big part of our show growth has been explosive growth in our podcast. We set a new record in May for downloads. We set a new record in June. And these are impressive because the average podcast audience and the average sports audience in general has vanished as there has been no sports. Ours has surged. So it's not just that we're growing It's that we're growing while everybody else is losing audience. And I imagine a lot of you are going to stay around because as sports comes back, we're going to have more and more fun to be able to talk about college football and the NFL. Uh, Hopefully one day the return of baseball, the return of the NBA at the end of July. And so I have said, hey, if you can go give us a rating, and I'll reiterate this again, if you are a podcast subscriber and you are listening to this right now and you go give us a five-star review, Danny G is on read the reviews, and find the best. Uh, That's one of his new jobs. And so I believe, Danny G, you have several different podcast reviews. And what we're doing is, if we read your podcast review, all right, if we read your podcast review live on the radio, or if you hear it while listening on the podcast, you will get an autographed copy of my book. So that is what we are doing, all right? So I don't choose them. I'm I'm, I'm not involved in making the choices about which the best ones are. But if you give us a five-star review on on iTunes, just go search out OutKick, go search out Clay Travis, and Danny G decides that they're smart, they're funny, he likes yours the most, and we're going to start reading some of these on the program. And if you hear your review, you get an autographed copy of my most recent book. So with that in mind, Danny G, what you got for me? All right, so I got the top five. There were in dozens your opinion, and how dozens. Many, yeah. How many of them are there out there, the five-star reviews? Uh, too many to count. I read through about 100 of them last night. Okay, so thank you to everybody who went and gave us reviews. Danny G has decided these are the five best. We're going to continue to uh, review these, and as we pull them, if you hear yours read, 
then we'll give you an autographed copy of a book. All right. All right. The first one, Doug in Nashville. He says the title he gave it, More Contagious Than Coronavirus. <laughs> this morning when I stepped out of my safe room, the first thing I did was thank God. Can I say God? For sparing my life from coronavirus. The second thing I did was write this review. Since my <laughs> April 1 lockdown, I've been quarantined in an 8 by 8 room with my only contact to the outside world being the Outkick the Coverage podcast. It saved me. As I tried to emotionally come to grips with a high probability of dying within five minutes if I don't wear a mask when going to Whole Foods, I can take comfort knowing that Clay Travis in this podcast is now my navigational beacon for sensibility moving forward. It is a must listen. Hashtag outkick the corona. Doug in Tennessee. All right. So Doug, that's a solid five star review. So he gets an autographed copy of the book. All right. Who's up next? All right. Niner Girl is up next she titled this first amendment boobs and outkick every morning as i brush my teeth and listen to the logical musings of one of the most fair and authentic minds on any platform i think of how lucky his wife is and how on earth <laughs> she tell my wife <laughs> and how on earth she snatched such a trophy as clay travis well, i like this review this is a fantastic <laughs> review to be able to converse with someone so honest and clear-minded that can articulate truths and facts with the balls the size of an elephant would be absolutely satisfying to my soul. I mean, he is every definition of a man in my book, besides the fact that he's deathly afraid of snakes and isn't that fortunate looking. But oh, in, but in isn't my... Isn't that fortunate <laughs> yes. looking? That's the most uh, you, insult, like... You still love this review? I, I liked it until she said I was basically uh, ugly. But in my mind, if he looked like what he sounds like, he is Jimmy G to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a... If he looks like what he sounded like... I'm a solid seven. I'm a seven out of ten. According to you. According to me. I might yeah. be a seven and a half on a good day. All right. Niner girl. Good job there. Now yeah, that's pretty funny. We'll go to C. Jones out of Oklahoma. His title, Business in the Front, Party in the Back. This show is like if Logic met facts at a bar in the South on a Saturday night after a college football game and impressed her with witty banner, law school bravado, and bachelor TV references. Yeah. They later went on to conceive a child that grew up to be an MMA fighter, pummeling emotional thinkers and social justice warriors, while also maintaining an amateur stand-up comedy routine on the side. So basically, any red-blooded American after a few beers... If you like who you are after a few bears, you'll enjoy this show. C. Jones, Oklahoma. Solid. So yes. that's three five-star reviews, all right? So all those people get autographed copies of the yep. book. All yep. right, next, next one here. DWH, doesn't say what state, the Sultan of Truth. Are you so woke that the only friends you have are on Twitter? Do you spend your days guzzling energy drinks and searching for the latest outrage? Are you a cookie puss willow who can't handle the truth? If so, then beat it, Brozilla. Keep walking, Karen. Clay Travis deals out facts and truth like magic used to deal out assists. He's a lighthouse of truth instead of a beacon of BS. Most of the sports media these days are nothing but PC pukers. They're too afraid to speak their minds as they sip their herbal tea and nibble on their avocado toast. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and start listening to this podcast. Your wife just might start sleeping with you again. Very solid. I have to say this. I, avocado ta toast is pretty good. I know everybody's <laughs> making fun of the millennials and they like the fact that, and by the way, I miss being a millennial by like eight months. That's why I'm so tough. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, the avocado toast is pretty good. I don't, I don't want to sound like a diva here, but my nanny, 
uh, uh, who comes to the house, she started, she's a millennial. She started making avocado toast. And I was like, I, maybe I'll try this avocado <laughs> toast. It's really, really good. Did I just kill all my tough, tough man, uh, <laughs> tough man bona fides by just saying my nanny made avocado toast for me? Well, at least you didn't pay twenty dollars for it at a cafe in Los Angeles. Well, that's true, uh, but it is pretty right. good. It is underrated. This avocado toast—that's one thing the millennials have gotten right. All right, and the fifth five-star winner, thing. the fifth winner here, Jay Brown. His title: Not gonna lie, here for the prize pack. Outkick has to be, by and large, the best sports talk show on the air. Whether I agree or disagree with Clay's opinions, I can respect the fact that, by and large, he keeps saying by and large, I think he's mocking you, his opinions are based on facts rather than emotions. I like to listen to the show on full volume at work and watch Rick the extreme liberal clench his jaw and fight back tears. It's almost as satisfying, by and large, as the First Amendment and boobs. Screw you, Rick. Anyway, if you don't listen to this show, you look stupid as you look, like Josh in Virginia. Do yourself a favor, listen live or catch the podcast and you might learn some things. Keep up the good work, Clay and the Outkick staff. Love the show. Stuff like this happens, bro. Uh, this is, that's pretty outstanding. That's a lot of references to things that have been yes. said on the show. So uh, those are the five-star reviews. So if you heard your review uh, either live on the radio or on podcast, what should they do? Should they email you? Yeah, go ahead and uh, DM me on Twitter at yeah. Danny G Radio. And if I'm not following you, just send me a quick message letting me know I read one of your um, reviews. I'll follow you back. And that way we can DM and I'll get your address and we'll get a prize package out to you. Awesome. And so that that is now out there Danny G is on review beat and so periodically we're going to read some of these five-star reviews uh, and if we like them and you get selected then you get a you get an awesome prize pack so uh, good job by Danny G thanks to everybody who has sent in the reviews just because yours didn't get read today doesn't mean it's not going to get read Uh, and we appreciate all of you for uh, for following the show and continuing to lead us uh, into such uh, massive and rapid growth. Uh, that's because of you guys and uh, the word that you spread. And by the way, if you're listening right now and you hate me, go ahead and tell everybody that uh, you hate me as well because that's the best free advertising I can get. Uh, in the meantime, everyone needs, also if you love me, tell your friends, but uh, people who hate me, really, I, I vastly appreciate owning your brains such that you're talking about me all the time and also helping us grow. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Chris Mannix with us at SI Chris Mannix on Twitter. You can find him there. We are rolling on the program. Uh, Chris, we at least have a return date, July 31st. But I feel a little bit like the NBA is implementing an April plan in basically August. Does it feel a little strange that they're basically implementing a quarantine procedure as the rest of the country is opening up? Well, you just don't want to see you know, a widespread infection inside that campus bubble, whatever you call it, that threatens the integrity of the playoffs. And, and I've said this over and over again. The most important thing to Adam Silver right now is to have the end result of this postseason crown what is viewed as 
a legitimate champion. And to some people, that's just impossible. You know, some people view this as a new thing, and you really can't have a legit champion come out of this. But you know, Adam Silver wants to at least have the the, the mechanics in place and and the, the the system in place where you can at least credibly call it that. And that's why they're doing you know best of seven in the first round. That's why they're taking you know extreme precautions to make sure that as few uh, people, players, coaches, staffers, whatever involved uh, contract the coronavirus. Do you know what this will be like? Let's talk about, for instance, somebody like you who covers the NBA. Will you be able to go watch these games in person? Will they call the games in person? What will the protocol, so far as you know, for these games actually look like? Yeah, and I've been been keeping up to date on that, and I can tell you it's still very much being worked out. I think it's I think it's certainly possible you could have, you know, tiers of coverage where you could have some people that are quarantined the entire time inside the bubble. Um, you know, those people would have to be there effectively if they want to say the duration effectively from early mid July to, you know, maybe mid October. And then others who could operate outside it. But I'm guessing that if you operate outside it, there's almost no point in going down there. I mean, right. you're not going to get any kind of enhanced access. Uh, you know, what's the point of doing it? You know, it's, it's probably just easy to do it from home. So I think what needs to be figured out is just how much of a commitment and how quarantined you have to be to cover it on the inside and still be able to get the one-on-ones and, you know, be involved in scrums and walk and talks, all the things that reporters do to try to get uh, – you know, a little bit something more distinctness out of their coverage. So that's the kind of stuff that I know I, I know for a fact has not been, been uh, decided yet. So the other thing is, and I'm kind of wondering, when you watch these games on July 31st, the NBA games have a certain rhythm to them in terms of the way they start, right? Like, hey, you know, and, and certainly the most legendary version that kind of put this into the stratosphere was the way the Chicago Bulls would introduce their team. Are we going to have like player introductions and things like that with no crowds present? Because it might make sense on TV, but it also would feel a little bit ridiculous when there's no crowds there. How does that process work in your mind? Yeah, I think. Well, I think there will be some form of player introduction. There will not be the bells and whistles that come with uh, traditional player introductions. I think the closest comparison you could make is the summer leagues. And, you know, summer leagues have fans in the stands, especially Las Vegas, but uh, not a lot and certainly not vocal, uh, you know, considering that most fans don't know who those players are that are being introduced. But they are sort of just sort of boilerplate introductions where guys walk out. Some of them don't even walk out when when they're introduced. But for television purposes, you know, they do these introductions and they're they're very run-of-the-mill and very kind of -of matter-of-fact and they just kind of get them over with. I I would imagine, and I I think it's going to happen, that, that's how players are introduced. It may feel weird to them, but it's almost a necessary evil to make it part of a television broadcast. Talking to Chris Mannix uh, from Sports Illustrated, do you think that there is a possibility that as the season playoffs progress, that the NBA could say, hey, we're going back to the home arenas for the conference finals or the NBA finals? Or do you think july 31st all the way till october 12th if necessary everything takes place in orlando yeah i think they're locked into this plan and to have everything take place i mean it would 
I can't imagine a scenario where where they would do it. It's just like it's just as simple as even though we are starting to open up nationwide, you know, states are doing it on a different level. They're doing it at different speeds, and and they're allowing different things. And you know, the NBA, I don't think they want to get into a situation where you know, let's say it's the Lakers and and Bucks and Milwaukee's more open than than Los Angeles, Wisconsin more open than California, whatever, and it becomes somewhat problematic. They they just I think they want to simplify this as much as possible and 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 just try to complete it down there. What does this look like? Let's okay, they finish October 12th at the latest. What happens for the next season in the NBA? How is that process playing out and what do you think that might look like because it'll happen pretty quick, I think. Yeah, it, it's still up for discussion at the moment because the NBA's original plan was to resume or, or pick up the next season on December 1st. Uh, that has been met with significant pushback from the players' union, which understandably is not all that keen on having a couple of teams, you know, maybe finish October 12th to report for training camp like November 12th or whatever it is. Uh, so that, that the union has pushed back on that, but. You know, the, the Atlanta Hawks general manager had a conference call with reporters uh, just yesterday where he said that the league would like to find a way to get back to its regular schedule after next season. That means condensing things a little bit, you know, having more back-to-backs, try to finish your season sometime in mid to late June. I don't really understand that. I don't, I don't understand why the NBA is not looking at this as an opportunity I agree. to see what, see what summer basketball looks like. I mean, it's just... But even if you go into next August, you can still come back in, in you know, mid-November, late November, early December, and fix things the 2021-2022 season. You know, why not use this as an opportunity to, to try to you know, collect some valuable data and see if summer basketball works? I mean, there just seems to be a, uh, an overriding faction within the league office that it, it just really wants to get back on schedule. And you know, I haven't talked to Adam Silver about it uh, yet, but uh, that's going to be one of the first questions. That, that comes up, but why is the league so intent on getting back on a regular schedule? It's a great question. Okay, let's go to the actual games itself, and we're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. Who benefits from this situation? There's no travel. There's no crowds. Uh, there is no real precedent for ever playing a championship tournament, which effectively is what the playoffs is, like this. Who do you think benefits? Right now, Vegas would tell you that the Bucks and the Lakers are the most likely to meet in the NBA Finals. Do you agree, or is there somebody out there or a team or a group that you think is more benefited by this than others? You know, with the understanding that we have no idea until we see what, what these teams, these players look like when they get back, if I'm a gambler, I'm putting all my money on the Philadelphia 76ers. Really? I'm, because... Look, if you assume certain things about what these playoffs are going to look like and what skills are going to come back faster, you assume that three-point shooting is going to be a problem. Like teams that shoot threes, I can't see players getting back into midseason form after having four months off in just a couple of weeks. I just can't see it. So you look at the Sixers, they don't shoot threes. They stink at them. Like that's one of their Achilles heels. So if they're not shooting threes – they're not as significantly affected. Moreover, they are a high-level defensive team that is going to have Ben Simmons back. So they're going to be playing great defense. And if these get games get bogged down in like the you know ninety to eighty-seven, you know ninety-five, ninety-one, that benefits a team like Philadelphia. I mean, they've got arguably the best low-post player in the entire postseason, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons can play through the post in the playoffs. I mean, 
if you take three-pointing off the table and say it's got to be more of a slugfest on the inside, there's one team that benefits, and that's Philadelphia. So um, I don't know what their odds are going to be, but if, I'm, if, if, they're high, if it's a high number, I'm putting some money on them. I'm going to look it up during uh, your answer to the next question because that's a really fascinating answer. I haven't heard anybody jump in as aggressively on the Sixers, but I can see your argument there. Another thing that I would think would factor in here in a big way is how well these teams get along. And what I mean by that is if you're in a normal environment where you can go back to your apartment or your condo or your house and just chill, then things are a lot different even if you don't necessarily get along with all your coworkers. But when everybody's staying in the same hotel and everybody is eating meals together a lot and you're basically, you know, it's, it's basically a three-month road trip. For teams that have good chemistry, it can be great. For teams that don't like each other very much, they may not be able to escape and get kind of their personal space. That could factor in in a big way here as well, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that argument would take Philadelphia out of the equation. Like <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All, By the way, they are uh, they are 20-1 to 1 right now. For people out there who are wow. curious, uh, the Bucks. this is according to Fox Bet this morning, the Bucks and the Lakers are both 2.5-1 to 1 as the favorite. The Clippers, and I'm going to ask you about them in a second here, Chris, are 3-1. to 1. Houston Rockets, 16-1. to 1. Celtics, 18-1. to 1. Raptors, 20-1. to 1. 76ers, 20-1. to 1. Uh, and the Nuggets are 22 to one. That's the top eight. The Heat, the Jazz are 30 to one. That would be the top ten. I, you know, I put money on the back end of those those picks. I mean, the you Nuggets think there's value on the on the non prime time you I know, do. teams? I think there's I think there's huge value. But to your point about you know players, you know having to like each other, it's 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 well taken. I would say the one of the counters would be that you know they're not on planes together, they're not yeah. on buses together, they're not. There's it's less stressful in terms of travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do have to – and I'm also curious, like, I don't know the exact parameters of the bubble yet. Like, how big is it? How how uh, how much movement can players do? And, again, how many family members can players have down there? That's important, too. I mean, if they're allowed to have, you know, X numbers of families and friends that they can hang out with in that bubble, that's a game-changer as well. So that wouldn't put them in the in that position – where the only people they could hang out with are players, coaches, and staffers. All also, right. by the way, how much golf do they like to play? Yeah. I, mean, I, I can't tell you. I've talked to GMs that are like, I, I hate Florida. I, I don't want to play golf. I don't. I don't like playing golf. I don't like doing anything. What am I going to do down there? I mean, they're. I mean, they're like, they're stress releasing activities that some people might like doing down there, and others. Well, they might prefer the stress release of Las Vegas. Well, yeah. Though, look, I I, uh, I was talking with you, and I, I know you don't have kids, but. I've got three, so I've got a 12, a 9, and a 5-year-old. If I told my wife, hey, we're getting relocated to Disney World, my kids, and they heard that, would be ecstatic. But my understanding is the, the, the players and their families are not allowed to go to Disney World. Like, they're supposed to stay in this bubble in some way. And so even that can be kind of claustrophobic because I don't know how long you've spent in a hotel that the, for the longest period, Chris, in your career, but I've spent – a lot of time you know for instance traveling to do fox television and you stay in a hotel for a couple of weeks even if you're able to get out and about you're like man this kind of feels uh there's a lot of groundhog day qualities to it and it can kind of get old right like even though and i'm not a guy who dislikes hotels but just staying in a one room can kind of get old after a while oh it, it gets very old i mean the, the longest stretch i think i've done besides i guess olympic coverage which is uh, significant itself but i i mean i remember early in my career i would spend 
I would go to Vegas for summer league and I would stay for USA basketball, and that would be three and a half, four weeks. And, oh wow! I mean, you start to, you start That's to a become a long time like, in real, Vegas. Yeah, you start to become real tight with your mini bar if you don't yeah. want to go out. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's a lot. And one of the things I think is under consideration is if families want to leave the campus, and I guess players could do it too, but they'd be under the same rules. But if families want to leave the campus. If they want to come back, they'd be quarantined somewhere for X number of days. Yeah. And obviously that's something players can't do, but I believe a family could do it if they wanted to go hit Disney World for a day. Yeah, okay. Uh, now let's go back to what seemed like it was going to be the Battle of Los Angeles in L.A. Now we're going to potentially get the Battle of Los Angeles, depending on how things go down between the Clippers and the Lakers, except all the way across the country with no fans present in, uh, in, at, at Disney World in, in Orlando. Who does that favor? Like if you were just looking, let's pretend the Clippers and the Lakers are going to match up. Who is favored? To me, it has to be the Clippers because they were never going to have a home court advantage in yeah. L.A. And now, you know, they may have the better roster and they don't have to worry at all about there being 20,000 people rooting against them for Laker games and even you know 12,000 rooting against them for Clipper home games. Yeah, I, I think that's very a very fair assessment. Um, you know, in, for two reasons. One is that you're right. I mean, a seven-game series with the Clippers and Lakers would be all home uh, for the Lakers. I've been to a bunch of those games in the last couple of years between the Clippers and Lakers. You know, Lakers fans outnumber the Clippers on the quote road. You know, yes. probably. 75-25. It's, it's wild uh, being in those buildings. And the other thing is that, look, if you're looking at guys that benefit from this break, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's one of them. I mean, Kawhi has got that nagging knee injury, and assuming he's able to stay in condition, um, you know, him having that time off is going to be beneficial. Paul George has been banged up with a number of uh, injuries. That's going to be beneficial. The Lakers, as we, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago, but when they finished, they were clicking. Like, they were playing their best basketball of the season uh, when things shut down. Beat the Bucks, beat the Clippers, just rolling at that time. I mean, it's going to be more of a challenge, I think, for them to regain that momentum than for the Clippers, who I think will you know, come back probably feeling a little bit better about their stars uh, having to play every other day uh, in a postseason. How close, if at all, did Kevin Durant come to returning? I, I don't think he came close at all. You know, one of the things, and this goes back to when, you know, Kenny Atkinson was the coach, and, and I'd ask, you know, people in that organization pretty regularly you know, is Kevin Durant coming back? And they always kept the door open because they didn't want to speak for Kevin Durant. And I don't think Kevin Durant wanted to officially rule himself out because I don't think he saw any upside uh, to ruling himself out. But there was, I mean, the history of that injury where, you ha- I mean, if you look at the guys that have had it, you know, going back to DeMarcus Cousins from just a year plus ago to Chauncey Billups and, and others in recent years, you don't come back and look like the same player. You don't step back on the floor. It's like, boom, there's Kevin Durant. It's not like a hamstring injury or an arm injury or a hand injury. It takes you months, maybe even a season, to get back to the player you once were. And the idea that Kevin Durant would just plop himself into a super intense atmosphere on a team that even with him probably didn't have much of a chance to, to win anything, now that we know that Kyrie Irving is still out, it just never it never made any sense. It was the Nets all along, to me anyway, trying to not speak for Kevin Durant, let Durant speak for himself, and, and finally he ultimately did. Good stuff as always, my man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Excited to be finally able to talk about actual games as opposed to viral loads uh, as we analyze <laughs> the NBA. You got it, Clay. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Ooh. 
Welcome in. Appreciate all of you closing out the show with us. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything at all, including Eddie Garcia's updates, which begin with us uh, right now. And we'll start with news from Major League Baseball, where the Players Association issued a counterproposal to the league calling for an 89-game regular season with full prorated pay. The proposal also features 16 postseason games for this year and next year. Opening day would be July 10th this year and close out on October 11th. This is in response to baseball's plan of a 76-game season with 75% prorated salary. Sources are saying that the league already is not expected to accept this latest proposal from the players. And in NFL News, spokesperson for the Pro Football Hall of Fame says plans for the Hall of Fame game featuring the Cowboys and Steelers remain on track for Thursday, August the 6th. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. That is really intriguing to think about, that Thursday, August 6th game uh, that uh, that Eddie just mentioned, because most people out there, including me, have been talking about college football and the NFL coming back in September But the reality is the NFL is going to have to make a decision about what's allowed and what's not allowed from a fan perspective beginning as early as August 6th. And it's also intriguing that, that again, there's going to be travel associated with a game like that. It's not like you have one team staying in one location. For a double neutral site game, you're going to have both teams making the trip, which is relatively rare. Uh, and won't really occur, I don't think, again, until because they've eliminated international games. I don't think there'll be two teams traveling for an NFL game again, at least in theory, until the Super Bowl. So how do they make decisions by August 6th about what's permissive and uh, permissible and what's impermissible in the NFL? I think we're going to have fans. I think all the data is pointing towards fans. NASCAR is going to have fans in Florida this weekend. They're going to have fans in Alabama next weekend. I think the SEC, which now has all its players back on the campus, is potentially going to have 100% occupancy for games uh, this fall. And uh, we've interestingly shifted now in our conversation from, hey, we're going to not have football at all, right? That's what the Corona Bros, the doom and gloomers uh, out there were spreading as a part of their fear porn. Oh, sports are done for 2020. I don't know what's going to happen. And really now we're just talking about the financial ramifications of baseball players and owners being idiots. But the idea that we wouldn't play a game at all uh, and return for a season is basically out the window. It appears everybody's going to be back. The PGA is going to be back this weekend. Uh, We've got, like I said, fans in NASCAR. Eventually, I think baseball is going to get it worked out. July 31st return for the NBA, the NHL, the MLS. They're all going to find ways to return, and we're going to have the wildest, craziest, zaniest, most entertaining six months in sports history starting in July when we know the NBA is going to be back, but hopefully baseball's back before then. All the way through the Super Bowl is going to be the most packed sports calendar that any of us have ever seen in our lives we're going to have a lot of fun on this show but it's going to be chaotic and uh, we're going to be dealing with a lot of different moving parts including the coronavirus and everybody just forgetting about it how wild it's going to be with an election season going on here in the fall as well when it's always crazy election years and then you toss in Donald Trump as the ultimate wild card it's going to be off the charts uh, wild this fall Uh, Wanted to say again, as I teased it, props to USC for allowing Reggie Bush to be back on campus. That disassociation punishment in general never made sense at all. And so uh, I believe the Heisman Trophy should apologize as well. Who cares where Reggie Bush's parents were living? 
uh, in the final year of his college eligibility. So one of the most electric players in college football history. This idea that your family having a nicer house than they might have been able to afford uh, because you were taking benefits from agents is so insanely stupid. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. So I'm glad that we're starting to get a, uh, a rectified situation there for what was a draconian penalty that wasn't justified, I think, in the minds of most college football fans, Trojans or not, out there across the country. I uh, want to thank all of you for making uh, this, this, this show a wild success. We have exploded in growth since uh, March, even with no real sports going on. Go download the podcast. I appreciate all your five-star reviews that we were reading earlier. Go review the podcast. Uh, Danny G, read your uh, podcast review. Uh, five star we will send you an autographed copy of the book tell your friends to subscribe and if you hate me tell everybody you know how much you hate me it's the best free advertising your boy can get anywhere we'll be back tomorrow scheduled to have adam carolla on should be a really interesting conversation and again i'm his podcast guest on friday in public at zanies in nashville i appreciate all of you this has been outkick on fox sports radio Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.